Welcome to the Other Worlds GG Community Cast. This is episode number 30. I am. What? Yeah. I am Table for Two, aka Hunter, and I am joined by Mellified and Alien Pickle. How are you guys doing? Hey, Smellified. I am doing pretty well. Uh, it is actually not too hot here in Texas this morning. I'm kind of surprised. So it's a beautiful day out. Of course, I'll spend all day inside playing video games, but... Of course. It's Saturday. That's what you got to do. How about how about you, Pickle? How's Raleigh these days? Uh, I don't know. I avoid the evil sun myself. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like that Mario level where he's just like glaring at you and spinning around coming to get you. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like every time I go outside, it's like there it is. It's following me around. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's watching well, me. It's like it's like the government. Well, uh let's let's get into some gaming news, shall we? Um kind of a kind of a big one and and i think we'll just touch on it briefly because there's just it's it's kind of like all over the place i'm i'm not one to really kind of dive deep into this one right now just because there's still the whole legal process to take place but uh blizzard's definitely on fire um they've they've been kind of dealing with little little house fires from from time to time over the last couple of years but uh apparently this one's this one's big so uh, i'm just gonna kind of leave it at that and we'll just kind of see where that goes and what, what comes of it a lot of accusations a lot of uh troubling news but uh i i don't think we have the time really to dive deep into that one right now but just kind of wanted to get that uh, elephant in the room out of the way first yeah it's like we're we're aware but that's not our job right yeah so, because if because if we go down that, then we become Asmongold. Really <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was gonna go with the quartering. You know, oh, yikes! Sure. Yeah, yikes! Yeah, I don't want to go that. It's like be this, that. this week's giant drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last thing, that's the first and only time I'll permit you to print, like mention that guy because <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, cool. Well, let's get on to some fun new. Well, let's. Uh, I don't know if it's fun, but. Um, Nintendo is shutting down Dr. Mario World for mobile. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, well, it kind of... Oh, go ahead, Jim. I, I, I feel like, you know, in, in this troubling time that we're in, that we need to actually follow the advice of real medical professionals and not some video game <laughs> plumber. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Um, what were you going to say, Mel? I, I was just going to say, it's a little strange that, you know, Nintendo unreleasing a game is strange, I guess, just to begin with. But in this case, because it depends on online infrastructure, when they shut it down, it's gone. This is really where our uh, games preservation hackles go up. Well, here's... Uh, Here's you know. here's the here's the here's the funny thing. Did you see this in the uh, in the article here? It says Nintendo is also planning on a web page titled Doctor Mario World Memories, allowing players to look back at their game history once the service ends. Like, who who the hell cares at that point? Like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah, I that that is 
absolutely bizarre to me. So what? Why did that's the kinda Xbox like, get That's kind of like hey, it's kind of like hey, remember that time when I shot you? Let's 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 go and remember that. It's <laughs> just like no, why? Yeah, yeah, it could be serviced with like one YouTube video. It's like this is what that game looked like, but it's gone now. Anyway, but do you remember the the Xbox like 360 days? Or they had one versus a hundred, the trivia game. Mm-hmm. Yep. They gave away real prizes with that. Uh, oh well, then quit doing that. But but the actual game itself, you know, sure. Yeah, yeah. There was talk of them bringing that back at some point, but I don't know whatever whatever came of it. Yeah, because because um, it, it's like all this isolation in the past year and a half. And a lot of people used to go to out to nightclubs to specifically play that like multiplayer trivia stuff that they did at the mm-hmm. bars. Just put it on the console, man, and then people could do that. Yeah, that's a good point. Obviously, it's popular. So, so uh, let mo- moving on to some other interesting news. This one actually has kind of like a like kind of a, a nice little light on on it but uh, F- uh Forza Motorsport 7 will reach its end of life and won't be sold let's just clarify that won't be sold after September 15th um players who already own the game will be able to download and play the game as normal including multiplayer and other online services Microsoft will also continue to run rivals uh esports events with partners but here's the cool thing this is actually something really cool people who own the DLC, who own DLC for the game, but access the game through Game Pass, for example. So, like, let's say you don't actually own the game, but you bought some of the DLC for it. Microsoft will allow you to keep playing it. What they're going to do is, is for any Game Pass players who previously purchased DLC for the game, but not the game itself, they will be able to receive a token for the game that will let them to continue to play the game through Game Pass. Well, that's cool. Um, But for the rest of us, that's coming off of Game Pass, though, right? Correct. Correct. Well, it's it's coming off of being sold in general, if, from what I understand. Yeah, but yep. if you don't sell it, that doesn't mean you have to delete it off Game Pass. Well, it is coming off Game Pass um, unless you have bought some DLC. So the interesting thing here that I'm seeing here, though, is is if you buy maybe like a cheap DLC, you can keep playing the game in perpetuity yeah. if you have Game Pass. Yeah, you just throw, may- them, throw them a dollar for a car. Yeah, they may have a cutoff for that. Um, I, well, even the, still, the whole game's only ten bucks for. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. So, to- token distribution will be uh, through August second. However, if after that date you have not received your token, please contact Xbox support. August second is on Monday, and this show's coming out on the first. So, uh, uh, hurry up, <laughs> go get your <laughs> yeah, token. Yeah, get on it. <laughs> get on it. Well, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, I'm glad Microsoft gives people plenty of notice, at least. So if you do want to purchase the game and have it uh, available, you know, you, you have a chance to do that. Um, let's see. Helicopters are planned for Microsoft Flight Simulator next year, Jim. What do you think about that? Used to used to be into some helicopters. Yeah, Um somebody actually put out like a helicopter DLC thing for it. Um, like a, you know, like a user mod aircraft and it's okay. Ish. I mean, you know, cause the SIM doesn't actually support helicopters. So they, they figured out how to fake it in there. Um, it'll be interesting. You know, I mean, currently like, um, 
I forget what the name of the game is. It's not it's not X Plane. It's like the other one, Aerofly. I mm-hmm. think it is that has the the Robison R twenty two in it. Is like supposedly like the best helicopter dynamics simulation that's out there. But then I've seen in the comments where real helicopter pilots are like, yeah, not so much. So if it's better than the other ones perceptively, and then that one is still flawed. Like nobody's quite got it right yet. So. Yeah, it's interesting too because you do have like a, a virtual drone in the game that you can basically pause your flight and hop out and drive the drone around. So yeah, I, I suspect it shouldn't be that hard to add, you know, some form of helicopter. But yeah, but the drone really... in there doesn't really have. I mean, it's it's more it like doesn't a have drone flight. in Forza. You know, it's yeah. just like it's a flying camera. Yeah, that's fair. Um. um Go ahead. You get the next one. I was going to move on to New World. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before we leave helicopter sim stuff, DCS, they're putting out uh, the Hind helicopter real mm. soon. And then the Apache is currently in development. So that's the one that I'm actually interested in. Yeah, well, then you actually get to shoot stuff as opposed yeah. to Microsoft Flight Simulator. A little different. Well, not, not only that. I mean, it's like the, the first helicopter that came out well, second, all right, because Black Shark came out first, which is pretty decent. But the the higher fidelity helicopter, in my opinion, is the Huey that's out for DCS. And you don't really shoot much in that. It's mostly like cargo mission stuff. And mm. But the actual flying of that thing is I've, – I've spent a lot of time in helicopters. Not a lot of stick time, but a lot of seat time. And uh, just the, the motion of it, the way it seems to behave – seems about right on the screen and in vr oh interesting yeah it's, well, it's got like the right the right amount of bounce and wiggle going on yeah well, dcs is such a a um striving for accuracy i guess is what i want to say it's a real sim it's a grown-up sim yeah <laughs> um uh, so New World is the new MMO from Amazon Game Studios. Uh, it's been in development for a, a few years now. And they recently released a beta, which was very popular. Um, and maybe maybe, maybe people are wishing it wasn't so popular. Maybe they're wishing they hadn't tried it. Because uh, apparently the menus had an uncapped frame rate. and that combined with a flaw in some graphics cards uh heat logic or, or or heat handling code in the in the firmware uh led to a catastrophic meltdown uh self-destruct mode scenario for Supposedly many brands of graphics cards, but one of the more prevalent ones was the RTX 3090. Um, I, I've read a bunch of technical stuff trying to understand what happened here. Uh, and it, it sounds like because the frame rate got up to such a high level, it basically confuse the firmware managing the fans and the heat because it was the the frames were ticking by so fast that the firmware didn't get a chance to look at the um, 
to process them to understand what the what it should do about the heat. It, it's sort of a bizarre thing. Now the good news is, you know, these cards are still under warranty. I don't think anyone has one that that would have be out of warranty at this point. Um, EVGA uh, has been replacing the their failed cards. I know. Uh, and I suspect other manufacturers are as well. Um, in addition, you know, Amazon was going to put a cap on that frame rate, although, you know, there's been a lot of sort of finger pointing over this one. I, I think uh, it's just sort of an unfortunate circumstance, but it really could have been any game that, that triggered this, it seems like. Uh, I just wish it had been a better game. Oh, well... Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna sacrifice a fifteen hundred dollar video card to the gods, it should be for a better <laughs> game. Oh. Yeah, well, and and for what it's worth, like I mean, I see why people are are, are finding the appeal in it, right? Because it's a new MMO, something different. It's coming out from what was this Amazon, right? Yep. Um, I just I I don't know. From the time that I've had with it, I just I was not I was not impressed. Um, I kind of I kind of felt. It felt very generic to me. Um, also, the 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 world building left left a lot to be desired, especially at the beginning, because I, f I felt like it was one of those games where they could have done with a little bit more exposition gameplay um, before you just kind of get thrust into uh, here's how the systems work. And what I mean by that is is like I the the game starts with a cutscene of like this guy getting information about the new world then then in the new world being like some island between like America and Europe right some something like in in the Atlantic there and so so they venture off to this place and as they're getting like their ships getting sucked into the void you're just like a crew person underneath and then you do like a character creator and then you've just crash landed on some island. You don't know why you're there or what the desire was for going there or like why are you were on the boat in the first place. There's kind of like nothing of that. And um so you're just kind of like left to like follow follow this mysterious thing. And I don't know, it just it felt like I I wasn't motiv I didn't feel motivated to figure it out. I guess maybe, maybe I was just not in the right frame of mind to be playing it. But uh, it just it left a lot to be desired, you know. Because like you know when you when you look at something like a like a any other kind of MMO, there's usually some kind of like intro cutscene, a bit of exposition. You get to pick your character and what your character is all about and the class of character you are. Like this, you just you you don't you just pick a character. You just, you just make your character. There's no classes. There's no... It's all kind of done differently than that. So... Yeah, well, and it is a beta, so we'll we'll see what the, the final product looks like, I suppose, but um, it's interesting. Well, and... Um, they're doing something different, at least. I mean, they're trying something different. I just... I kind of... I, I, I'd like a little bit more out of it uh, first, but yeah. Anyway... Um, so there was a, there was a world reveal, worldwide reveal for Tom Clancy's X Defiant. And while I'm, I'm all in favor of more kind of co-op multiplayer tactical shooters, I just was not expecting to see this from a Tom Clancy game. Um, and the, the division stuff was pretty, 
pretty interesting kind of like divergent for a Tom Clancy situation. This kind of feels like um, Far Cry, like, what was the sequel to Far Cry 5? What was that one? Far um, Cry 6. New, no, New, New Dawn. No, yeah, I know. New Dawn. Yeah, yeah, so this is so so X Defiant feels like a little bit of like uh New Dawn meets uh um uh Division, you know, a little bit and um New Dawn was a freaking weird thing though. I mean like Far Cry five was kinda headed weird, right? But then the New Dawn was just like, Oh, this is Far Cry on the drugs. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel like, like when I look at X Defiant, but anyway, that's just me. No. What else we got here? We got uh, um, some Outer World, or excuse me, Outer Wilds. Uh, Outer Wilds, yes. This is. I wanted to mention this one, if for no other reason than to disambiguate it from Outer Worlds. So Outer Worlds is the Obsidian uh, space RPG where you run around. Um, after your your colony uh, in the solar system is is cut off from Earth and solve people's problems, um, Outer Wilds is a time loop game where you are solving a big puzzle in a solar system, uh, but you have a very limited amount of time to do it. And when you fail, you get knocked back to the beginning. Uh, but obviously, you hopefully, learn something about what you, what to do. So they are doing a uh, story expansion for Outer Wilds, the time loop game. So there. So um, Halo Infinite multiplayer gameplay for the Xbox Series X. I think there's there's also going to be uh, general. There's going to be a general Halo Infinite multiplayer um, uh, beta coming out soon or flight or whatever is, is going to be available pretty soon. So I'm actually kind of intrigued by that. The, uh, the multiplayer gameplay looked pretty interesting. what did you think about that, Mel? I, I looked at it briefly. I did not get into the, the beta test, so I didn't get to do any hands on time. I mean, it looks significantly better than the E3 reveal we saw a year and a half ago. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm excited. I mean, people playing it have said it, you know, it, it plays like Halo. It feels a little bit slow, so maybe more of a Halo 3 than the newer installments. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to try it out. I, I'm uh, looking forward to the, this one for sure. Um, There's a new game out called The Ascent, and I know that uh, Jim's played it. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts or Malified's thoughts? Yours, yeah, yours, Jim. Oh, my thoughts is it's pretty damn good. It's like uh, cyberpunk space Diablo. And if any of those three terms <laughs> are good for you, then play it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind yeah, of the vibe that uh, I was getting from it. It was interesting. I played through maybe the first two hours of it uh, over this week, and... um. It it has the Diablo three quarters perspective, you know, sort of overhead camera, but they because it's actually a fully three D rendered game, they can do tricks like zoom in for certain dramatic moments or cutscenes. Um, the graphics look fantastic. I think the it, I mean it's very dirty, gritty uh, world, but there's a lot of 
like ground clutter, just random objects. The lighting is really good, uh, especially in some of the city sections. And um, the combat is very much a twin stick style if you're playing on the controller. Um, I've heard some people say it took a while to get used to on the keyboard and mouse. Did you yeah, find that to be true? I'm still getting used to it because it, it's like sometimes I'm just not hitting the stuff that I think that I'm shooting at. And I think with the controller, it gives you like a little bit of aim assist that it's like, oh, I can tell you're trying to shoot this guy. So, you know, I'll assist you. Um, but with the mouse and keyboard, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like I could shoot like right past a guy's head or something and, and miss. But I thought that the cursor was on him, but it, it has like a laser that you're aiming with. So if you don't mm -hmm. see the laser actually terminate on the guy, then you're going to shoot past him. But who the hell has time to look at that when you got like 30 guys <laughs> coming at you? Yeah, the game's not shy about throwing uh, throwing the hordes at you, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I like it, though. It's it's cool. Um, They haven't really revealed a lot of what the hell's going on yet as far as the world itself. It feels mm -hmm. like, you know, we're, we're in some kind of like giant spaceship that's going somewhere or whatever, and there's a whole bunch of aliens and... It's turned into a dystopian cyberpunk whatever mega city inside, but it doesn't even need to be set like in a spaceship, right? Because it it gave me a it gave me a feel at the very beginning of the game. I felt like I was less mercenary and more like janitor. I'm the troubleshooter, mm -hmm. you know. It's like, mm -hmm. oh the the whatever's broke down again, or the pipes are clogged by like mutant Metroid jelly things you know go down there and like kick that shit loose <laughs> or whatever and and then it turned into like a bounty hunt and cyberpunk thing right after that so it it kind of switched tones on me in a jarring way so i'm not really sure what the game is going to be at this point but i like the initial impression it was it was kind of like hey there's this like this derelict space hulk that uh this society's living in right and uh and we're just kind of adrift or whatever in in this flying city. So, you know, and somebody has to fix the stuff that breaks. And then it turned into not that. So, I don't know. But the first impression, I, I, I was cool with that, too. Yeah, I think it'll be... Uh, I, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Um, one of the cool things is it has co-op. Um less cool the steam version is an island you can't play uh with xbox or the windows store or microsoft store uh xbox game pass version unfortunately so um if you're looking to play with friends you know maybe find out what what platform they're playing on because yeah. it is a little bit limiting that way yeah have you noticed how much detail is going on in the environments like just as you're walking through this city it's just like every piece of trash and whatever that's going on is, is kind of interactable. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you, there's sections where you like wade through an ocean of like plastic garbage bags, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Right. Yep. It's just like, there's so much crap going on the screen and then it's not Right. So it's like somebody like hand placed all this stuff. It's, it's bonkers. It's, it's kind of like uh, an isometric, uh, like in the division, where it was just like, here's New York City, but completely trashed. And 
everything about that was hyper detailed. Well, here it is in like a Diablo game with even more detail. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting some time in on co-op because I think that could be super super fun. Uh so we'll have to we'll have to give that a shot, but yeah, I've been installed both uh, on the PC and out on the Xbox. So yeah, I'll cool. get it. I'll Just get whatever room I find out. But um, um and yeah. it is on Game Pass, both console and PC. Just to reiterate, the Ascent is the game that we've been talking about. Um, yeah, it's moving... like, do you like it? It's like, yeah, it's Ascent. I mean, decent. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what's happening? Well, moving moving right along. Um. I feel like I kind of trashed a little bit uh, on Battlefield 2042 in our last discussions because uh, I, I was talking about the maps and all this other stuff. But man, since then, they've come out with some news that has actually gotten me pretty excited. Um, of course, their open beta launches in September. Uh, EA Play members and pre-orders get early access. But more importantly, they announced their Battlefield portal with a trailer uh, it's their new game mode for Battlefield, and it lets you do all kinds of things. You can have custom it, maps with, like, you know, uh, World War II like dudes fighting modern warfare style dudes, and like um, electric paddles versus like knives. <laughs> and it was there was there was all kinds of things. You can have like old like uh, Mustang fighters versus jets and. All kinds of crazy nonsense. Like they're going full on letting you customize your gameplay experience with custom servers and stuff like that. So I'm I'm actually more excited for this now seeing that than I was before. I yeah, it's really interesting because they're pulling assets from nineteen forty two, the original, uh Battlefield three, and then the twenty forty two uh stuff that they've done for the for the game for this portal mode and it remind the closest thing it reminds me of is custom games in halo where you yeah. can sort of you know go into the forge mode and you know build your own map uh essentially and put weapons around and stuff like that and you could decide which which vehicles but with battlefield now you're getting from you know a hundred year span essentially of uh of content and and maps they're pulling maps in from all these different uh different battlefield games as well yeah it kind of makes me wonder because like go ahead if if you wanted to play like just a world war ii battlefield it's like okay you could do that sure we set that up yeah i just i just wonder like if you made a multiplayer mode where it was like modern tanks versus world war ii tanks it's like is that gonna be actually balanced as it should be like the world war ii stuff just is (laughs) toast or did, yeah, or or is it going to be kind of hand wavy? Like, well, you know, tanks are tanks in this game. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I would certainly hope that you, because then you could do stuff like have asymmetrical games, right? Where you have, you know, one one Abrams against ten uh, old school tanks or something, which would could be interesting. Uh, but if they're all sort of the same, it it takes away some of that flavor. I'm also I'm also wondering how much of this is going to be truly customizable. Like, are, are they putting this in there to let the players maybe make a Titan mode style game? Like, it just kind of makes me wonder. So, yeah. Well, do you have assets to even do something like a Titan in sure. there? You know, it'd be interesting. You can't import arbitrary 
uh, files or anything. So, um, all right, what's next? Yeah, it's certainly list? encouraging. I, I'm I'm super excited about. It. I think it it means that this could be a very long tail battlefield game because there will be new stuff coming out from the community for for years. Yeah, I I don't know what'll go on with this battlefield, but the next battlefield is going to be Gary's mod. <laughs> yeah, they keep on this path. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I wanted to give a little shout out to uh the uh, Splitgate, which is uh described by the developers as Portal meets Halo, and I downloaded this and I didn't get a chance to play it. Um. But it was clearly popular because they had to shut off crossplay uh, because it was causing problems for their server infrastructure, which, you know, hey, that's the point of a beta test. Better to catch it in beta than at release. But um, did either, either of you guys give this one a shot yet? Uh, no. Uh, it is free to play, so that is good news, but uh, definitely give it a look called Splitgate. Yeah, I think I I went and got it installed after you told me about it, but I have not I've not touched it yet. Yeah, I downloaded it and it was just like all the servers were slam full and I couldn't get in. So yeah, that's yeah. as far as I got, which was also my experience with New World. Go figure. Mm. People are are craving anything new, perhaps these days. It sure seems like. All right. Uh... Human Fall Flat hit 30 million sales, and they are uh, re revealing a new level on their fifth anniversary, which is coming up. Um, if you guys have either of you played Human Fall Flat much, I think I might have tried it once, but it it's pretty visually simple, right? You have a level. There's there's puzzle elements where you have to uh, manipulate things in the world to like get across a, a canal or to get a crane to move a crate where you need it. Um, but it, the crazy thing is it has uh eight player co-op and you sort of mime grabbing things with the controller and that's how you interact. And that includes each other. So you can do some pretty wacky things and the levels are exactly the same whether you play single player or co-op. So there's obviously a path to solve every puzzle by yourself, but sometimes having other people makes it a little easier. Um, and they've been just shipping uh, all kinds of content updates for this over the last few years, which is uh, part of why it's probably sold 30 million copies. But it's also on, I think, every platform uh, at this point. I don't believe any of them are cross-play, unfortunately. But um, it was on Game Pass for a while. I don't know if it currently is. Uh, so, you know, it, it is well worth checking out if you like sort of um, that style of environmental puzzles. Uh, and it's definitely fun as a, as a co-op game, although, it, you know, you have to be careful you don't frustrate each other. Um, my kids would drive me crazy because I was trying to solve the puzzle and they'd be busy picking up stuff and throwing it at me. So, <laughs> little jerks anyway um and they're listening to this podcast so i'm i'm gonna get it i'm gonna hear about this later uh i wanted to nice. mark off uh max Payne turned 20 recently um probably one of the more influential 
games for me, I remember just sort of being blown away by the storytelling and the narrative of the original Max Payne uh, and enjoyed uh, two. I don't know that I ever played through much of three, but um, because it's so narrative driven, although the, the game itself is, is no visual treat, um, the narrative stuff holds up really well and it's got great voice acting. So um, well worth a, a second look if you get a chance. So it looks like uh, Dragon Age 4 is being targeted for a 2023 release date. Um, I have not really had an opportunity to play through any of the Dragon Age games. I think I've touched Inquisition <gasps> once. <gasps> oh my... <gasps> Calm down. Um, I, I, well, it's actually an interesting series because it, it mirrors Mass Effect in a lot of ways where the first game, they were trying to do this very tactical combat like the first uh dragon age was a lot like um oh my gosh uh the other big rpg i'm blanking on the name baldur's gate no Star not Wars. deadly not dark alliance the one where you're you land on a like your prisoners and your ship crashes on an island and in the second game. Anyway, I'll, I'll think of it at the most inopportune time. But the, the point is, it was very, very tactical combat. It was like, pause, tell everybody what to do. Okay, you know, unpause for six seconds or ten seconds, and then pause again and, and set everything up. Um, you could do automation, but that was sort of the way it seemed to be meant to be played. And then um, the second game uh, of Dragon Age was like completely opposite it was arcade uh combat the whole time and then three inquisition trying to kind of straddle those two a little bit more but um it it's it's got that bioware you know overarching story and it your choices in the first game carry through the the subsequent games um it's very action rpg though yeah, the later ones certainly are, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's where, you know, for me, it, it ties in nicely. It's like a medieval mass effect in a lot of ways. Um, so I, I quite enjoyed it. I never, I finished the first two. I never finished uh, Inquisition, and I kept sort of meaning to go back to it, but I had already put in 60 hours and on PlayStation, and then I, I uh, stopped using the PlayStation so much, so... I'd have to sort of uh, start over if I was going to play it again, I suspect. Mm. But uh, we don't have to talk about it for a couple of years because it's not coming out till 2023. So uh, at least the Mass Effect, or uh, Mass Effect, gosh, uh, Dragon Age 4. Well, speaking of time, uh, Epic mm. Game Stores just finally shows off some of its achievement system. That's been uh, such a slow burn of like getting started, isn't it? But you know, I I think I think for what it's worth, I mean, they're really starting to, especially with the newer market of gamers coming into play, they're really starting to, uh, kind of kick it into Steam a little bit. I mean, they've been they've been releasing free games left and right all the time. You know, they're slowly kind of burning in on their achievement system and their like user like interface and. 
It'll just be interesting to see over the next few years, like how Epic Games uh, Store kind of bears out. I the 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 two things that I'm looking for or kind of watching with Epic Games is the store is lacking some of those basic features, uh, a mod, you know, workshop style mod management. It's missing achievements, as although they're obviously in progress. And it's missing cloud saves, which is really painful uh, at times. Um, there is a way to do it, but a lot of games don't don't implement it. So um, those features, I think they have to get there, and they have to get there relatively soon. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Epic bought somebody like Nexus Mods, though, to get there for the mods side, because uh, that's a huge amount of work to get people to to jump on board your mod platform. Um, and then the other, the other piece of this for me is Epic has built a really, really powerful, very feature complete, uh, multi-platform system because of Fortnite, because you can play Fortnite with anybody from any platform and it already buckets you by input method rather than by your platform choice. Um, and they've, they've allowed other games to use it. So I, I feel like if they pushed that more, um, we'd really, you know, sort of have a lot more, um, play anywhere, you know, cross play, cross progression games. Um, I sort of hope Xbox does it because I like Microsoft more than I like Epic, I guess, but, um, I want somebody to do it because Lord knows we need more more crossplay, more cross progression. Nice. Well, speaking of crossplay and cross progression, Warframe uh is set yeah. to receive crossplay and cross save support. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's one that that um it really stinks right now if you started on one system, man, and and you know, put any amount of time into it, uh to lose all that progress to go to a different platform to play with a friend is is painful. So I, it makes sense for any of these free-to-play games, though, to do this because they don't care what what platform well, you're on. In fact, you know? the more you have to grind, the better. And if you'd like to catch up, well, just get your wallet out and, mm. you know. Well, well but I think it, it behooves them because there's more people to play with if if they're pulling in players from all platforms. Yeah, which makes me wonder, is their population waning? in general and then they have to like maybe yeah it's it's almost it's like a server merge yeah well yeah well speaking of speaking of getting your wallet out though uh Mm -hmm. ea play has uh, announced um a whole bunch of their lineup coming up uh for the rest of this year and it looks like starting next year and and there's there's one here that there's uh to be announced but Apex Legends Emergence, uh, July 26th, so I guess that's already a thing, or is that July 26th of next, like, wh- was that? Uh, no, that's, that's, that, that came out, it's basically just more content, new, new season, new, I just uh, couldn't, I just, I just couldn't Apex. get into Apex Legends, honestly. Just, I don't know. I, my, I, I know I don't play it, but my kids, uh, will bounce back and forth on it, where they'll go play when a new season comes out or something for a few weeks and then you know uh go do something else after that it seems like uh then we got knockout city uh fight at the movies um 
which is also out now, it looks like. And Lost in Random comes out September 10th. And, of course, uh, the big one, Battlefield 2042, comes out October 22nd. And then Grid Legends uh, comes out next year. Um, and then there's that's also... That's a racing franchise, right? Yes. Yeah, that's... that's there are other, other racing franchise, not Need for Speed, which is right. their normal racing franchise. Okay. And then there's also a Dead Space game announced, which uh, I'm kind it's of... It's a remaster that. of the original, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be very, very interesting to see. They, um, they seem to have learned from Blizzard's mistakes on the remaster front, and were certainly saying the right things about it, where they weren't, you know, sort of changing... Con- they were actually restoring content that got cut for time in the original, that they because they ran out of time to make it, finish it. As well as just improving the graphics, like they're but they're not changing the gameplay or the story at all. So yeah, but why why does why is it that they shut down the developers that made the thing, and then well, afterwards they're like, hey, we're gonna remake that thing that those guys that we just fired made, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I EA EA does as EA does, I suppose. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do as I do too. Um, let's see they're here. Not getting my money. Well, yes, of course not. <laughs> um, looks like GTA Online is to get uh, some upgrades to select vehicles on the Xbox Series X, which is going to be interesting. I, I'm assuming that's some visual upgrades with those. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, speed improvements is how they described it, which I couldn't like. They're they're making the cars faster. So I guess the idea is like you're you're able to push the engine to make it look better at higher speeds or make it feel faster. I don't I didn't quite understand how what what they were getting at with that, but mm-hmm. um yeah, who knows. I mean, GTA Online's such an interesting interesting like anomaly to begin with. So I'll, I'll be kind of curious to see what that really means when it comes out. Um, and then speaking of upgrades, Sniper Elite 4 gets free Xbox Series X slash S upgrade today. So you guys can uh, go and get a free upgrade for that. Yes. Um, um, and the big thing, of course, is they're they're adding uh, 4K 60 uh, frame rate. So nice. Buttery smooth. Um, in Switch news, Nintendo has quietly improved Joy-Con drift issues with its latest hardware revision. It's interesting that they can improve drift with a, um, is that, is that with like the new, um, the new Switch coming out? Is that what they're getting at? It's like they, they just sort of changed the hardware design of the Joy-Cons at some point. And those are making their way into the new Switch and then the channel for standalone uh, mm. Joy-Cons. Mm. But they haven't actually said anything because that could affect uh, them legally with there are still some lawsuits going on. Well, it's like Apple, right? It's like, our Joy-Cons don't drift. No, no, they don't drift at all. And then, oh, hey, we put out a fix for that drift. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the selling point of the next feature or the next generation is like, hey, that thing that we told you it didn't do, we just fixed. So buy another one. And uh yeah, that's that sounds pretty standard. 
In uh in VR news, we have um, Facebook is pausing sales of its Oculus Quest Two over skin irritation. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, so they they they're doing a voluntary recall. Air quotes. Um, basically, you can go to a a web page and sign up for a free silicone cover for the what they call the facial interface, where the foam pad that touches your your face. Some people were having skin irritation uh, from the current pad, so the silicone is supposed to address that. Um, they, at the same time, dropped the 64 gig model of the Quest 2 and introduced a new 128 uh, gig model. So now you have a 128 for 300 or the um, 256 for 400. Nice. Yeah, and you know why, right? Because I just bought one. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you get a free a free silicone uh, facial interface. That's right. I need a face condom for yep. the COVID. What? No. <laughs> so when you sweat, your 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 sweat doesn't uh, fester in the pad. I guess is the thing. Yeah. Thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, this next this next article, I feel like I called this. I feel like I called this. You, one. Yeah, well, we were just talking about this, so I made sure to put it in in the show notes because I was like, "Oh my gosh, we just Hunter just said, please, 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 Malify and and enlighten us." Oh gosh, well, uh, so Sony, somebody noticed that Sony renewed their PlayStation Home trademark, which could mean anything, right? They could just be hanging on to it because, but. Uh, usually, you know, they wouldn't do that unless they have some plans to return to PlayStation Home. I stuck it under the VR news because we were talking about it in the context of how great would it have been to have PlayStation Home in, in PSVR. Uh, but we actually don't know, you know, what they're doing with it, if anything. Uh, they, this, this, Sony, if this is what you're doing, then you're welcome. And I will take my cut <laughs> of the <laughs> revenue. <laughs> Thank you. Just send me a check. Yeah, if anything check. has taught us, it doesn't matter if you know what they're doing. It's okay to get hype. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. Just just get invested in something before <laughs> it's confirmed and then get outraged when they didn't do it. Right. <laughs> yes. When when reality does not meet my expectations, I can I can be angry. I'm actually um, really I'm really excited for this next one though. The um I'm sorry, did you uh, no, no, I was going to wander to the next story, so please. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. The, uh, the Last Video Store is a blockbuster-inspired game coming to the PSVR. Now, I don't, have a, I don't have a PlayStation or a PSVR, but I actually am really excited about this. this I, I hope this gets uh, some kind of a port to, like, uh, PC or something like that, so, or the Quest or something, because this, this looks fun. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it seemed very interesting uh, concept for a game, right? You have to kind of manage this this bastion of of uh, the old days. So yeah, there was um there's a there's a video chain store in the Midwest uh, called Family Video, and uh, mm -hmm. and they're probably not just in the Midwest, but they were pretty popular out this way, and. Um, Last October, when my wife and I came up here to visit before we moved back up here again, we noticed 
that uh, the the one that's in a local town near us was like putting up its like everything must go, and then when we finally moved up here, it was like for for lease space available, and I was mm. like, oh, well, the, the last bad. family video around here, you know. So yeah, it's funny. We, we since I moved to this part of Texas, there is a Western clothing store that is going out of business. You know, final sale liquidation everything must go signs everywhere for four years so i <laughs> i i don't quite i don't quite trust that that's legitimate i guess but yeah if they actually have a four lease sign up it seems like they they did in fact liquidate the business oh yeah well, the, 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 the whole place the whole place for... is empty <laughs> wow well it's like standard for for like uh furniture stores right mm. to go out of business like every two years and then reopen under a new name for some reason uh, yeah it has to do with their inventory because they can uh they can write off the the inventory when they go bankrupt or something somebody yeah. explained it to me one time and i i forget the details but yeah there's there's some it sounds like if bankruptcy is your business model then perhaps <laughs> right yeah maybe In, you should uh... be thinking about a different way to do that yeah, no kidding. Well, and continuing on with PlayStation News in general, it looks like some of this is good, some of this is bad, but it looks like Psychonauts 2 on the PS5 is significantly worse than the Xbox Series X. That's rather unfortunate. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it, and obviously people are, are sort of, you know, blaming Microsoft for this. Um, and and it's, it's hard not to when you look at the details. So... The game will run at 1440p on the PS5, and it runs at 1620p on the Series S. So it's actually, you know, about 10% better, 15% better uh, resolution on the Series S versus the PS5. That's very unusual. Um, so a lot of people are... are uh, calling shenanigans now that said we'll see what happens you know day one patches and things like that we may you know it, it may change so the game isn't actually out yet um the playstation 5 system beta also now shows ps4 and ps5 versions of the same game separately what? why is that even a uh, why I, I don't understand why is that a feature yeah well because because sony screwed this up initially um I for whatever reason they didn't make it obvious whether a game was the PS4 or PS5 version from the PS5 library so a lot of people have been downloading the PS4 version of cross-generation games unintentionally and you know being perhaps unimpressed with the level of graphics that they're getting from their bland, brand new console, bland new console, brand new console. Well, um, so Freudian yeah, it's, slip, it's, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, but it's so it's good that they are fixing this. One other thing that is in the beta, they are finally activating the uh, NVMe slot that is inside the PlayStation Five, so you can expand the system storage with up to a yeah. four terabyte ssd so. yeah but i was reading some things on that and it's not looking good that with that either like something something yeah, about that the, was like it was like you had to have very specific like requirements on oh, yeah. what you can get and... it is very very short list of ssds that are 
uh, up to the PlayStation standard, you basically need to have one that's uh, 5.5 gigabytes a second transfer rate, which is, um, you know, the top end of the top end. So uh, it's it's not a cheap uh, upgrade, that's for sure. Um, yeah, did you see the, the dig that Xbox had on them? Because it was like their instructions for installing the thing versus the the mm-hmm. PlayStation's instructions, Microsoft was just like, plug it in. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. You have to, because this is a, 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 I guess it's worth pointing out, this is to upgrade the NVMe, it is inside the PlayStation 5. So you have to take the side plate off. You have to get a screwdriver, unscrew the uh, cover, and then inside there's a, a screw that you have to take off and a little nut that you have to, put him hold in place while you're putting the SSD in. And if you've never done it before, it's, it's a little finicky. It's not, it's not terrible. Um, I was more, I did it on mine just to try it. Uh, and, uh, the scary part, the scariest part was figuring out like how much pressure to apply to pop the side plate off. Cause there's no sort of indication of, of, you know, are you doing it correctly until it just pops off? So, um, a little nerve wracking perhaps, but, uh, it's really, I mean, it's not that big a deal. What is interesting about it though, is, you know, the PlayStation started with about 840 gigabytes, not even a full terabyte. And then of course the system uses up a bunch of that space. So PlayStation has a little over 700 gigs free on its fast internal storage. So this is a big deal in that sense where you haven't had an option to upgrade that uh, until now, unlike the Xbox where you could drop another terabyte in very, very easily. Just just plug it in. Yep. Just plug it in. Um, Now that said, you know, the, the Microsoft had promised that we would see additional storage options and additional manufacturers of the storage expansion for the Xbox series. And we haven't gotten that yet. I mean, hopefully it's coming, but uh, it's hard not to, you know, not to think that it's related to the global uh, parts shortage post-COVID or in the middle of COVID. I don't know where we are if we're really post-COVID yet, but, um, but yeah. So I, I think that's that's probably the the culprit as to why we haven't seen more storage options. Well, I personally would love to see a a four and a an eight, uh, excuse me a two and a four terabyte. Well, uh, before 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 I need storage, I'm gonna need some games to play on it. So, just... <laughs> there are plenty Ooh. of that's that's such a fallacy, right? Ooh. There are so many Ooh. games to play on the Xbox Series, and Game Pass makes it over like ridiculous. There's so many choices. Um, yeah, it's like I I haven't even bought a game for my Xbox, but I have too many games to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that over 100 has has risen. I haven't checked the actual, you know, count uh, super recently, but I know they were getting near to 200 than 100 because of all of the uh, Microsoft acquisition games that were permanently added to Game Pass. So, I mean, even if you just played the Game Pass library for the next year, I think you'd be pretty satisfied. Yeah, did you see where Sony was announcing that they've they've actually shipped like some record number of consoles to scalpers? 
that mm. still have them in their <laughs> warehouses. In the garage. Yeah. 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 Uh, they, they announced, I think it was 10 million uh, units shipped. I didn't even include that story because I just, okay. I mean, the, the people are like, oh, well, Microsoft hasn't shipped that many. And, and okay. But they're but both actual boxes cons- on the street is. Well, that's a different number for sure. But I, I mean, the reality is they're both supply constrained, meaning you can't walk into Best Buy, you can't walk into Target and walk out with a console, whether you want a PS5 or a Xbox. So it doesn't matter. Like what that is 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 manufacturing capacity rather than any indication of consumer preference at this point. So it's irrelevant. I well, think. well. Speaking of more Sony news here. Sony has confirmed that they are working with Nixus software on PlayStation to PC ports, on, on new PlayStation to PC ports. So, I will also be waiting for my check in the mail, Sony. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> That's good. I, I said, well, I've we, said that so many this. times. You did. You did. Well, they, they, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago because it was announced that Sony bought Nixus. Um, and people were sort of like, well, we assume this is for PC ports because Nick, <clears throat> that's what Nixus does. Right. And not just like an Aqua hire or something. Um, but it was nice to get some official confirmation here from Sony that, you know, they are in fact uh, doing more PC stuff. So, I mean, it does mean, you know, the re- if you are a diehard PC player, you probably have less reason to own either console at some point. Um, in cloud gaming, it looks like uh, Stadia is hinted is hinting at potentially new job listings. I, I, I... Well, no, they have a new job listing that sort of suggests that what they're trying to do with Stadia is use it as a backend for everyone else's cloud services. So they're gonna make like a generic version of Stadia that you can go to Google Cloud and pay for and utilize the technology they pioneered with Stadia for your own cloud gaming solution. Weird. So they're going to be competing with themselves, which like Google seemingly has enough problems getting Stadia off the ground and out the door. Why the hell they're going to compete with well, themselves? I don't Yeah, why, why know, would they want to why would they why would they a want to compete with themselves and b like if if anything P- Stadia has proven not to be as successful as say Xcloud? Game Pass, uh, those kinds of things. So I'm, I'm just not. Well, what, what to me, what this is is a way for the Google, the business, to salvage some of the invest, the bad investment they made in Stadia, right? Sure. Hey, we built all this infrastructure. We put out all these game servers, all these uh, GPU heavy, you know, systems. If we can trick somebody else into paying us to use them, then maybe we won't have lost so many millions of dollars on it's like it's like a new service called google garage sale (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god that's perfect yes um before we go on to some of our other stories i want to jump back to cover retro um one of the best 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 games of the xbox uh ps2 gamecube era was Simpsons Hit and Run. It was like kind of took the crazy taxi concept, but it it was more, almost more of a GTA game set in um Springfield, right? 
I'm not crazy. That's where the Simpsons live. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was basically, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah it was kind of GTA Simpsons, definitely. Yeah, and it was super fun, and they had all kinds of inside, you know, references to different t episodes of the TV show and stuff. Um, so there's some talk that you know it would be neat to remaster it. The reality is, though, there's so much corporate licensing involved in this. I'm not sure it would ever happen. But the good news is, because of game preservation, you can go back and actually play this game for PS2, Xbox, and GameCube. There was a PC version released, apparently, although I don't remember that. Um, so maybe it is possible to track that down as well. So. Yeah, on, on certain Abandonware sites, it is readily uh, available. Good to know. All right. right, so that, that's, uh, that, that is interesting because the same thing happened with uh, with like Rogue Squadron and uh, what was it, Battle for Naboo? They both also got PC releases, and like I had no idea until years later. You're just like, Wait, yeah, what? Yeah. Like Star Wars, Star Wars Pod Racer PC release? Oh yeah, I didn't know about that one until GOG was like, hey, here it is, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, very interesting. So. Um, couple of tech news stories that, that caught my fancy, um, arm devices are soon going to support NVIDIA's, uh, AI upscaling and ray tracing technology, which was a little out of left field. Uh, I, other than the switch, what arm device uses NVIDIA tech today? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess the 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 shield, but um, yeah, it was sort of an interesting story. Yeah, I'm I'm still I'm sorry I'm still trying to like think about that. Like I wasn't sure. Well, I I still was hoping that that the Switch Pro would um, incorporate DLSS because it really could use it, frankly. Um, to improve frame rate, you know, you, you render at a lower resolution and then upscale it and it looks the same. It looks as good, but it, it is a lot easier on the, on the hardware, which, uh, would be a big deal on the switch, but, uh, maybe they'll figure out a way to get there. So be interesting to see. Um, and then I, <laughs> well, there's been a lot of speculation. We obviously talked about this last week, the, the steam deck. Um, and, and kind of what it is and where it's going and what's going to happen with it. Um, Valve made a comment that I find a little hard to believe in an interview with IGN. They said they haven't found a game the Steam Deck can't handle. Yeah, of the five games that they have, have played, they haven't <laughs> found a game the Steam Deck can't. It's uh... just like... Yeah, Half-Life, Half-Life Two. <laughs> it's just like, well, by handle we mean like the title screen comes up. You're right. Star, right Stardew Valley. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And it, maybe that's what it is. It just, I was like, what? How is that possible? So, uh, we'll see. We'll see what that looks like uh, yeah. down the road. The, the question still stands: Can it play Crisis? We need to know. <laughs> Right, right. It'll play Doom, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the original, not not the 2016 release. Just to be clear, Doom, Doom that, 64. That, that you couldn't play. Doom 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember this cartoon. It was like scientists had discovered this like alien computer, right? And the and it was like what we think would happen 
is you know the science science is like yeah we've studied this thing for years and we're we're just like starting to understand this alien technology but what would really happen in the next panel is the scientists like i got doom running on this shit <laughs> wow that'd be great. awesome all right, let's it's bust like through the these. First last thing we do here. with advanced technology is install Doom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, let's burn through our last Skyrim. few stories. Uh, Skyrim, yes, gotta have Skyrim. On well, you know, if we prove that aliens are real, that is an untapped market for Bethesda <laughs> because billions of copies of Skyrim have yet to be sold. Right. Yeah, they haven't played Skyrim. Um. So Tencent snapped up. Uh, a British video game developer, Sumo, who you probably know better as uh, the developer behind the Call of Duty mobile version. They also did... Yeah, um, I'm not surprised by this. Oh, I thought it was the guys that made Chucky Egg. Chucky Egg? Yeah, you don't remember Chucky Egg. Okay. I do not, no. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, it's that... Uh that computer that they had in England that we didn't have elsewhere, the Spectrum. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. Um, the, they did, Sumo probably is best known for, in addition to Call of Duty Mobile, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, which was one of the, that's the little character um, on PlayStation, uh, one of their more popular family-friendly games. So uh, some of the PlayStation folks were were a little concerned about that, but... Um, it's interesting. Tencent typically doesn't buy the entire company. They typically make a minority investment. So that was a little surprising, but well, well, wait a minute. So if they made the Sackboy stuff, right? So it was little big adventure, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the game. That's the game that is actually like a game creation tool. And I thought that those were like the same dudes that were making uh spark or whatever, which right. is all so the game creation thing. So is that why they bought them? It's specifically that these guys made Sackboy a big adventure, which was like a spin-off game. Oh, okay. So they're not yeah, the guys. That, not okay. the mainline games uh, that right. you were thinking of, right? Because yeah. I don't understand, like, Spark and Dreams and, mm -hmm. and those kind of things. Like, they are, uh, it's a, a really cool tool set for making games and stuff, except that they've limited themselves to where you have to control the whole thing with a controller, right? That, and then it becomes that that uh, commercial from the 90s, you know, hey, pass me that controller. I got to tighten up the graphics on level three. Mm -hmm. right? Right. Remember that Westwood, Westwood yes. College of Game Design? Um, yeah. yeah, so why would they not bring that to a platform that has a mouse and a keyboard? Because it it's like this full tool set, you know. Hey, you mm -hmm. you want to you want to make graphics? You want to edit levels? You want to do music? You can do like it's this whole creative suite. It's like an Adobe suite of game development tools. And then we locked it to a console that has you know like two gigs of RAM of RAM <laughs> in it and a controller for an interface. And then we would just watch you suffer as you try to make your art. <laughs> Yeah, but people have made some batshit crazy stuff on they that. Have? Like, oh man, if you go yeah. look at some of the dreams and the spark stuff, it's crazy. Yeah, like now if those we got... people had access to a keyboard. Look out! Well, that's where core comes into play because core is now that. 
on yeah, PC. Yeah, I've I've screwed around with Core and I don't like it. it it's kind of like the the like Fallout mini games or not Fallout, but, uh, Fortnite but, mini game studio. But you can do the exact same kind of stuff with Core as you could with some of these other ones. That's kind of what it's being designed as. Oh well, hopefully somebody figures out how to do something that actually is interesting to me with it. Sure. All right, all right. Well, let's let's burn through a couple of these other stories. Uh, Ubisoft sales were down in first quarter. Not a huge surprise. They didn't really release anything new. Um, they certainly delayed a bunch of games uh, into later this year or not early next year. So um, that'll probably turn around. Um, Valve got caught up in the antitrust lawsuit. Uh, that have the between Epic Games and Apple and Google, um, a studio called Wolffire Games fired filed an antitrust lawsuit against Valve, saying that Valve's cut was too high, and Valve saying, uh, "Well, no, that's pretty reasonable, actually. Screw you." Um, so we'll probably be hearing about that for the next several years as they fight it out in court. Um, <laughs> this is kind of funny. So it came up that Dell was canceling people's PC orders, uh, you know, for high-end gaming PCs. And as people started posting about it, they realized that it was only in certain states. And what came out of it is some of these states had passed laws uh, to limit power consumption on various consumer electronics in an effort to, to combat global warming and uh so dell's pcs were not legal in those states anymore wait you couldn't sell anything that was capable of mining bitcoin because the environment so uh well yeah okay where in china was this no this is the u.s where in china was this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, well, you know, I just thought that was kind of a bizarre story. Um, That's perfectly normal for China. So, Netflix is going to be adding games to your subscription. It won't be a separate subscription, and they're going to start with mobile games. Uh, very early days, they're saying, but do expect to see some you know, Stranger Things crossover games developed by Netflix internally rather than farming those out, I guess. You guys have phones, right? Oh, jeez. Um, Hunter, why don't you you take this next one uh, as we enter into the home stretch here? Yeah, so in Ukraine, there was a warehouse. And in that warehouse was packed PlayStation 5s. with thousands of playstation 4s was actually oh, a all FIFA, running uh, yeah it was actually a fifa <laughs> ultimate team bot farm <laughs> i can't what? i can't where in this, china was this, <laughs> this is, <laughs> right this is in the ukraine uh or excuse me in ukraine not the ukraine but in ukraine um so russia you mean well, former former Russia or former, former Ukraine. Former USSR, La- yeah. So so according to this, thirty eight hundred, uh, thirty eight hundred PS4. Yeah. Uh, a couple Far- weeks ago, soccer players. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a, a couple weeks ago, this was this came down where the security service of Ukraine, the SBU, 
had shut down what was reported as a cryptocurrency mining farm that contained an incredible uh, an incredible 3800 game consoles that's there's a picture of this that is just unbelievable i mm-hmm. it's insane my i didn't realize is- that you could crypto mine for fifa players like <laughs> pokemon and then trade them like i okay i understand like there there's the fifa like the cards right that uh i i guess people can trade well, like you know for players or or whatever well but here's i didn't realize like once you actually opened that booster pack that it was tradable here's the deal though this is an incredible case against fifa though when you want to talk about these eu like um agencies and some uh, people talk about like gambling in games and this kind of stuff this right here is just more evidence of why that is bad so like well PlayStation 4 should be illegal in some states because you could <laughs> uh you could kill the environment with them well That's right. Well I'm yeah, just saying I mean, though like if you were, what, yeah. Go ahead. Well I was going to I was going to say what they're doing here is mining, you know, botting the game, getting the coins and selling the coins through eBay and things like that. So that's how they were making money off of this. So it's no different than like gold farming in, in MMOs uh, effectively. So yeah, uh, the, the picture is well worth a look if for no other reason than to realize they replaced every window with fans. Uh, Cause the heat in this warehouse must've been out of control. Yeah, no kidding. Um, well, and to kind of blast through the last of these, it looks like a War Thunder player leaked classified documents to show that the in-game tanks model was wrong. <laughs> that, to me, is hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yeah, so this story came up, and it just made me laugh every time. Like, how much of a, uh, of a, um, like, how much of your identity as a human being is caught up in being right about something? that you you short circuit the part of your brain that has this responsibility to keep you know classified documents secret like i just can't what i want to know is did they actually hunt the guy down and get him for doing it because it's like okay well when i was in the army i had access to top secret manuals that are Mm -hmm. currently if you go if you go online i you can read all of my top secret manuals because they're out in public now which is mind blowing, right? But I'd have went to jail forever, right? And of course now it's out. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a it was just a thing, you know. It it was like, well, make sure you don't tell anybody about anything that's in these books because it's it's the thing about classified stuff is you're not allowed to talk about like methods and the means of doing things as well as the specs of stuff because you don't want our adversaries to know how it works so they can develop a counter for it right Mm -hmm. so yeah it, it it was ample uh obvious to me what was classified and what was not because it was stamped all over the freaking book so you know i i just I don't know, mine, mine's slightly blown. So if they don't go pick the guy up and like re-educate him a little bit, then I'm shocked and disappointed. 
Yeah, uh, no action seems to have been taken as of the writing of this news article because they did do some follow-up. This is from July 18th on uh, TechSpot, the article yeah. that I'm referencing. But um, well, I, th I think the stink was that they had to get it off the forum because it, it, it's like now it's because criminal. you – Right, because you are hosting a forum where the criminal thing got posted. You have to get it out of there or you're complicit in the crime as well, yeah. even though you didn't realize what it was, right? Exactly. Oh. So that, that would be like uh, if I if I posted some illegal picture on Instagram, then it's Instagram's problem that I did it. I, I don't – yeah, I don't know. Well, well Jim yeah, – I mean – so I was going to say, well, Jim, speaking of big stinks, did you know that Resident Evil announces their new line of uh, uh, themed perfumes? <laughs> what? Where in China is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's um, just a, it, just to go just to go along with your Xbox refrigerator and your what was it? Your your Destiny toaster or whatever it was the other day that they typed. Uh, uh, yeah. And your 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 uh, love pillow. Uh, yeah. your Garrus Love Pillow. Yeah, your Garrus Love Pillow. Now you can get some Resident Evil uh, themed perfume. So I'm sure that'll be a nice stink, huh? What is it? Yeah, does it make you smell like a zombie or? <laughs> they are. They are supposedly the the scent for Chris Redfield, Leon Kennedy, and Jill Valentine, who were heroes from the the first two uh, Resident I, Evil games. I, well, I would like to smell like Jill Valentine at the beginning of the game, not the end of the game <laughs> after she's been through all of that. Yeah, they don't specify when during the game uh they they chose to to pull yeah. the scent, but well they should have done one for like big sexy 10 foot tall vampire chick in the village, right? Cuz yeah. seems to be like really into her. I don't know what yeah. particular fetish she triggers, but sure. <laughs> well, speaking of so, triggers, uh, uh yes. Super This super one hot. This, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You oh, go ahead. I, I, I found this one really interesting. So, in Super Hot, there are sequences where you, your character, which is a red, vaguely human collection of triangles, uh, does there, things. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say somewhere out there, there's people that want to have sex with it, though, because oh, you know, yeah, it's like, well. Yeah, look That's, at look at those polygons. Mm. Those are some lovely polygons, yes. Um so that just super hot. Game world is sort of gray and the humanoid figures are red and are made up of of very low poly uh uh triangles. And I guess at some points in the game you you commit self-harm. Your character shoots themselves to like break out of this weird world that you're in and there was from the from the beginning a toggle which removed this sensitive content from the game and recently it the developer said oh we f now feel that that was a mistake we're going to remove the content for everyone and get rid of the the choice of of you seeing this self harm, we don't we don't feel good about that anymore. And Meanwhile, by the way, I, I laugh in Persona Four. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just it. Like Persona games, you where where school kids literally shoot themselves in the face in mm -hmm. order to like summon their superpower. Yeah, and and 
you know, and, and the whole point of super hot is you, it's you against dozens of these red humanoid figures and you are killing them in various ways. So it's just, you know, that was where some people kind of cried hypocrisy um, about this announcement from, you know, fans from the community. Um, the developer has said they are planning to go back and remove this content from the VR versions of the game, which are a separate uh, a separate game from the the base game. But um, eh, I don't know. I, it's it was an interesting sort of retcon of of oh this probably shouldn't have been in there in the first place, but it is, and it's been there for years. The game's been out since what 2016, probably uh, roughly, maybe 2017, but. At any rate. Um, so I thought that was an interesting little controversy. Well, that's the news. <laughs> it yeah. is certainly unique and interesting. We've had uh, we've got a lot of uh, things to look forward to. Um, over on our Discord, though, we are still running our giveaway, and we have some game servers that we're running these days. We've got some Battlefield 4 action going on. We have an Unreal Tournament server going on. Hey, we even got some Minecraft and uh, most recently, we have spun up a Conan Exiles server. Not sure how long we're going to hold on to that one. We're going to see. We're kind of playing it by ear and having fun kind of uh, building and Conaning it up in that one. Um, I we, we recently got to experience uh, the Purge. So we had uh, a whole bunch of thralls show up and try to attack our base, which was quite an interesting experience. Uh, heads rolled. Uh, victories were had. Um <laughs> Quite literally, there was a pile of heads in the bottom of like, this like little area. It was kind of funny. Because uh, there was like, you know, 30 thralls, 40 thralls that came in and like attacked our base. It was pretty nuts. Um, yeah, so they were driven before you and something, something, lamentation yeah, 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 of the yeah, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all of those things. But uh, head on over to our Discord, discord.otherworlds.gg. We'll get you there. Be sure to click on the little uh, controller emoji to get yourself a membership um, role, so that way you can come and participate with all of the rest of the server. Sure is a fun happening time over here. Community night every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We will see you in the next episode. This has been episode number 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>